This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. From Spotify Studios, this is Dissect, long-form musical analysis broken into short, digestible episodes. I'm your host, Cole Kushner. Today we continue our serialized analysis of Flower Boy by Tyler the Creator. On our last episode, we dissected the album's eighth track, Boredom. There we heard Tyler dealing with the loneliness and alienation caused by his self-imposed isolation. At the conclusion of the song's second verse, Tyler hits an emotional low, which is followed by a key plot point in the album's narrative. Tyler's boredom brings about feelings of estrangement from his friends, loneliness from his lack of a love life, and an underlying sense of aimlessness about his life in general. We hear Tyler mutter to himself, I gotta get out of here. Remember, narratively speaking, Tyler is still alone inside the garden shed we heard him enter after he abandoned his vehicle at the conclusion of Pothole. Now, here at the end of Boredom, we hear Tyler get back into a sports car and once again hit the road. Open. We got some tickets to see them. Right now, we got some new music only here on Golf Radio. We've known since the album opener forward that Tyler uses materialism, specifically as sports cars, to combat the emptiness he feels within, a kind of emotional shield or temporary distraction. After the breakthrough that was Garden Shed, here we find Tyler digressing, reverting back to his old defense mechanisms. Indeed, Flower Boy continues by taking an emotional U-turn from boredom, a song in which Tyler desperately begged for someone to give him the time of day. Now in the safety of his sports car, Tyler will arrogantly state the exact opposite on the album's next song, the subject of our episode today, I Ain't Got Time. I ain't got time for these niggas. Better throw a watch at the boy. And my boys and this bitch looking like a seminar. Who the fuck talking to, motherfucker, boy? I ain't got time for these bitches. Better throw a clock at these hoes. Had these hoes and this bitch looking for a water hose. Who the fuck I Ain't Got Time is written and produced by Tyler the Creator. The song's production makes heavy use of a sample of Belshazzar's track Introduction from the 1973 album The Art of Belly Dancing. 
Hello, my name is Belshazzar, and this is the age of the body beautiful. You can trim your figure and add excitement to your life with belly dancing. Tyler was actually inspired to use this sample after hearing it used in D-Light's 1990 hit, Groove is in the Heart. The sample doesn't appear in the actual song. Rather, it's used as a brief introduction. I heard the Delight song on the radio with Q-Tip years ago. was like, what is that? Figured out the sample, was listening to the sample. I suck at sampling. So I just looped it and was like, oh, this is cool. Added some drums to it, and then it was a beat. I remember being at Ye's during Life of Pablo, and I think he went to take a nap. And I was just in a studio, and it was a MPC there. I literally, it was a mic right there, and I was like, Noah, it's his engineer. I was like, just start recording me. I just start smacking, start clapping, start making weird noises, and then added a boom, 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 like that. And uh, I was like, I'm gonna just add a hook. I ain't got time for the better throw a rock at the book. And it was just that. And it was two separate songs. I was like, damn, Kanye should take this song. He would sound so much cooler saying I ain't got time than me and all that. He didn't like it. So I had these two songs just sitting. And one day I was like, you know what? I'm gonna mix these two together. As Tyler stated, I Ain't Got Time began as two different beats, one that used a Belshazzar sample loop and another Kanye rejected beat that featured hand claps and the I Ain't Got Time hook. While we don't know exactly how these two beats sounded in their original form, let's take a look at how Tyler combines the drums and sample loop on the final version of I Ain't Got Time. From the Belshazzar track, Tyler splices out a four beat loop. The drum beat Tyler sets to this is built on heavy 808 bass hits. Now on top of this contemporary western style electronic drum beat, Tyler incorporates two acoustic elements, hand claps and finger cymbals. These two elements play nicely into the Middle Eastern sound of the Belshazzar sample loop. Especially clever is the incorporation of finger cymbals. Known as zills, these small cymbals are worn in pairs around belly dancers' fingers and are used to accent and embellish the music they're dancing to. Because Introduction by Belshazzar comes from the album The Art of Belly Dancing, Tyler's use of zills seems to be a clever nod to this sample source. When combined with the heavy 808 drumbeat, the hand claps and zills provide a great contrast between West and East, between digital and acoustic. Now let's hear how this drum beat combines with the sampled loop. Awesome. 
Like we mentioned at the top of the show, I Ain't Got Time is an emotional 180 from the sentiments of the album's previous track, Boredom. Tyler flees his garden shed and hops back into his sports car to drive away from his problems and escape his loneliness. Drives over, we got some tickets to see that. Right now, we got some new music only here on Golf Radio. God, I love We hear the return of Golf Radio, the station Tyler was playing back on the album's third track, Sometimes. Positioned as such, I Ain't Got Time is a soundtrack to Tyler's Joyride Escape. Just like the song Who Dat Boy, we find Tyler using ego, bravado, and chaos as an external protective shield against his internal melancholy. We all have our vices in times of self-doubt, and it seems that for Tyler, arrogance is his vice of choice. I ain't got time for these niggas. Better throw a watch at the door. Have my boys in this bitch looking like a seminar. Talking too much, fuck a boy. I ain't got time for these bitches. Better throw a clock at these hoes. Had these hoes in this bitch looking for a water hose. Who the fuck talking too much, fuck a boy. I ain't got time. <laughs> Boy, I need a Kleenex. How I got this far, boy, I can't believe it. That I got this car, so I take the scenic. Passenger walk, boy, I look like River Phoenix. First, happy birthday! You bitch ass nigga, yup, I'm thirsty. The little shots that you threw, they ain't hurt me. Fuck with your bitch ass in the first place, I ain't got time. Tyler begins verse one. Boy, I need a Kleenex. How I got this far, boy, I can't believe it. That I got this car, so I took the scenic. Here, Tyler makes clear that he's now driving again. He says he needs a Kleenex, presumably because he's teary-eyed thinking about how far he's come, the success that he's had, and the cars he's able to afford. He takes a scenic route to an unnamed destination just to indulge in his success. This, in a nutshell, is a synopsis of the entire song, Tyler indulging in his wealth and success. He continues saying, Passenger a white boy looked like River Phoenix. This line adds to our growing list of white males Tyler is attracted to, Leonardo DiCaprio, Cole Sprouse, and now River Phoenix, an American actor and musician who died in 1993 from a drug overdose. Of course, we know Tyler does not have an actual passenger in his car. This is another appearance of Tyler's idealized fantasy partner he's been searching for since the song See You Again. Tyler interrupts himself and says, First, happy birthday. You bitch-ass n-word, yep, I'm thirsty. Them shots that you threw, they ain't hurt me. I ain't fuck with your bitch ass in the first place. Here we find Tyler defending himself against an unnamed critic. He does so in a clever wordplay around a birthday metaphor. One takes shots of alcohol on their birthday. Tyler states that he's thirsty, and then states that the shots this person threw his way didn't phase him because he has no respect for this person. It's unclear who exactly Tyler is talking to here. Some have speculated that Tyler is talking specifically to Hobson, a rapper who dissed Tyler back in 2011. The speculation that Tyler is addressing Hobson in I Ain't Got Time mostly stems from the fact that the release date of the song occurred on Hobson's birthday, tying into the happy birthday line we just heard. Personally, I think it's highly unlikely Tyler would respond to a six-year-old diss from a relatively unknown rapper. It seems more likely Tyler is talking to the critics of his previous project, Cherry Bomb, which we know influenced the way Tyler approached Flower Boy. And more than who Tyler is talking to, 
What's important here, narratively speaking, is Tyler's brashness and egotism. In the safety and protection of his sports car, Tyler is avoiding his inner emotions through arrogance, creating a hard shell exterior that masks the sensitivity he's displayed throughout the entire album. I Ain't Got Time continues in this same way with the performance of verse 2. Tyler begins verse 2 rapping, Nat Turner would be so proud of me, because all these motherfuckers got their style from me. In conversation with Gerard Carmichael, Tyler reveals his intentions behind this verse. Let me add a second verse, and I was like, Nat Turner would be so proud of me. And when I was younger, Nat Turner was so cool to me because uh-huh. he rebelled against all that shit. And so why the motherfuckers with it? Well, I didn't want to say all these white boys got their style for me. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to sound like motherfuck. Like, you wanted the emotion? Uh, I wanted the emotion of yeah. Nat Turner or something. <laughs> Tyler states that he respects Nat Turner because of the 1831 slave rebellion he organized. In his verse, Tyler raps that Turner would be proud of him because of Tyler's own rebellious tendencies someone who doesn't conform to the things around him just because they're the norm. In perhaps the most arrogant line of the album, Tyler refers to what we assume are his fans at his shows, saying, I bet they all looking from a crowd at me, and if I asked them, they would bow at me. Like Nat Turner organizing a rebellion, Tyler stands in front of a crowd that follow him. But Tyler's take is more ego-driven, as he seems to be basking in the glory of their worship. Tyler then piggybacks on his reference to Nat Turner, saying, but you a house n-word, so you don't know how that shit go. A house n-word is a slave that works inside the house. These less laborious roles were reserved for lighter-skinned blacks. Tyler uses the term as a derogatory phrase against another unnamed critic. He then again compares himself to the dark-skinned Nat Turner, wrapping a list of male African-American physical stereotypes. Again, like verse 1, Tyler here is all arrogance and vengeance. As I Ain't Got Time continues, we get hit with an abrupt beat switch and the song takes a dramatic dissonant tailspin. When we return, we'll find out just how Tyler creates this impactful moment and how it links back to I Ain't Got Time's kindred spirit, Who Dat Boy. But first, a word from our sponsors. Welcome back to Dissect. Before the break, we approached I Ain't Got Time's dramatic beat switch. In conversation with Gerard Carmichael, Tyler unpacks the intention behind this switch. Because you already know how slow my shit grows. Then you switch. And then I said, I want that fucking beat to just go bleh. Just weird. Just sound like pink fucking goo. Just just hard. Let's unpack a few key elements of the beat that Tyler described as pink fucking goo. First, we have a change of rhythmic meter, what's known as halftime. Halftime changes the rhythmic feel of a song by doubling its tempo resolution, something that will make the most sense if you just hear it. So, the tempo of I Ain't Got Time is 109 beats per minute. Tempo is measured in beats per minute and is essentially the speed of a song. Again, I Ain't Got Time is 109 beats per minute, which sounds like this. In music, this is the blank canvas you begin with. Let's now add a very basic drum beat played to this tempo.
What's important for our purposes about this beat is where the snare drum falls on beats two and four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. This establishes this particular beat in common time, where bass drum plays strong beats one and three, and a snare drum plays back beats or weak beats two and four. The first half of I Ain't Got Time is in common time. The snare drum plays on beats two and four. Well, technically, the snare drum plays on the upbeat of beat two, but that's an embellishment we'll look past for our purposes today. Right now, we're just concerned about the overall groove of I Ain't Got Time being in common time. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Okay, so I Ain't Got Time begins in common time, with the snare drum falling on beats two and four. Now, when we get the pink goo beat switch, we find ourselves in halftime. In halftime, the snare drum lands on beat three. Let's first hear a generic representation of this. We'll start with our generic drums in common time, then switch to halftime in which the snare drum lands on beat three. Common time. Halftime. Can you feel how this subtle change alters the entire groove or feeling of the beat? It feels slower even though the tempo, the actual speed of the track, stays the same. Now let's hear how Tyler utilizes halftime and I ain't got time. Listen now for the snare that lands on beat three. One, two, three, four. One, two, three. For comparison's sake, let's hear both of Tyler's beats back to back. First, we'll set a click track to 109 beats per minute. This is our tempo, our song's speed. Now let's hear how both of these drum beats manipulate this tempo. Doesn't the second beat feel slower despite the speed or tempo of the song never changing? That's what halftime does. It gives the impression of a slower tempo without actually altering the tempo itself. Tyler uses halftime to create the pink goo feel he was going for. It literally feels like the beat is melting. Now, in addition to the change to halftime, the other key element of this beat switch is the entrance of an extremely dissonant synthesizer. The notes this synth plays are a C sharp and D, an interval of a semitone. Now you might remember our discussion of this interval on our episode on Who Dat Boy. There we stated that this semitone interval is the most dissonant interval we have in our Western tuning system. We also unpacked how Who Dat Boy is constructed almost entirely on this semitone interval. It's interesting that both Who Dat Boy and I Ain't Got Time make prominent use of the semitone interval. Even I Ain't Got Time's Belshazzar sample features heavy use of the semitone. 
I bring up the use of the semitone in both Who Dat Boy and I Ain't Got Time because it's a musical parallel that reflects and helps unify the narrative parallel between these tracks. Both songs showcase Tyler's egotism, his darker side, the defense mechanism triggered by his uncomfort with feeling vulnerable and alone. Who Dat Boy was triggered by his feelings expressed on See You Again, while I Ain't Got Time was triggered by the isolation and desperation he expressed on Boredom. Musically, Tyler scores this side of himself in a similar way, constructing both songs on the dissonant interval of a semitone, helping to unify the two tracks on Flower Boy that most explicitly express Tyler's darker side. When Tyler begins rapping over the beat switch on I Ain't Got Time, he does so with the intention of evoking the feeling of mixtape era Lil Wayne. It almost sounded... It, not this, but almost like chopped and screwed type of, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because you could feel the it turning to just yeah. a slow. And I, I was like, I'm a bar out. I mm-hmm. really want to bar out like how Wayne used to make us feel like mm-hmm. 06, 07 mixtapes. And I just want bars, bars, bars to go in. Hey. Been a man with a pickle plan, niggas know the deal. When I set a corner bill, I bet I get a hundred mil. Hey. Next line I have, I'm like, whoa, I've been kissing white boys since 2004. Hey. One, me, two, feet, three, M's, four, five, six years ago. Suck, hey. seven, figure, conversations with converse, find a lot, cause they're fucked up. Hey. I'ma read commas, you gon' leave comments, saying what I should've did, but you ain't did nada. Hey. You ain't important, I'ma keep sporting. All smiles over here, shout out to the gods. Hey. Tyler begins this section, been the man with the pickle plan, and words know the deal. Here, Tyler puns a dill pickle, substituting paper plan or money plan with pickle and replacing the phrase, know the deal, with dill. It's all a clever boast about his business ventures, which is the subject of this part of the verse. He continues, when I sell the carnival, I bet I get 100 mil. This is in reference to Camp Flogna, an annual carnival-themed music festival Tyler started in 2012. The first carnival was attended by 2,300 people, but has since evolved into a proper two-day festival attended by over 40,000. Tyler speculates that what began as a grassroots event will now net him $100 million if he ever decided to sell it. The verse continues, Next line will have him like, Whoa, I've been kissing white boys since 2004. Tyler predicts up front the controversy or shock of what is his most transparent description of his attraction to and or relationships with men. Again, Tyler makes a point to specify white boys falling in line with the multiple reference to white men we've heard over the course of the album. In the year 2004, Tyler would have been 13 years old, which is consistent with his lines in Garden Shed about being attracted to males since he was a youth. What's interesting about this kissing white boys line thematically is the way in which it's delivered. As you know, I Ain't Got Time is an indulgence in ego. It's all boasts and brags. And here, Tyler, for the first time, positions his attraction to men as a boast, in the same way we hear other rappers boasting about their sexual relationships with women. Tyler doesn't stay with this subject long, moving on to brag about his million-dollar deal with Converse. He says, seven-figure conversations with Converse finalized because Vans fucked up. Tyler previously had a shoe deal with Vans, one that he described this way, quote, Imagine being in a fucking cocoon. Vans just wouldn't let me grow. It was a ceiling, and I was like, fuck this. Converse is allowing me to bloom, no pun intended, and it's great, unquote. Tyler continues the verse turning his attention to online critics, saying, I'ma read commas, and you gonna leave comments, saying what I shoulda did, but you ain't did nada. Tyler contrasts commas, referring to his large bank statement, with comments, 
referring to those who leave anonymous comments on social media, critiquing Tyler's music and decision-making. Finally, Tyler ends this section of the verse rapping, You ain't important. I'ma keep sportin'. All smiles over here. Shout out to the garden. Here, Tyler references the song All Smiles Over Here by the band The Garden, who hail from Orange County, California. I Ain't Got Time continues with more boastful rapping as the song works its way towards its conclusion. That's my motherfucking set, boy. Hard put a smile like some thick soda. Walk weird cause my pockets look like thick Yoda. With a Skywalker, riding around solar. Anakin skin sprite in my tent cola. Getting neck from the ball like some big shoulder. Till I bust like that nine in your heat holster. Everything I say is hot, bitch. I speak toaster. And I bread orthodox like I eat kosher. Shout out to the they gave a big loafer. Green bread, got me chilling like a clean sofa. What's that thick old Young Millie T. Young fuckers, black boy, oh silly me. Tyler begins this section with yet another coded reference to his attraction to white males, with an elaborate play on Star Wars characters. He first likens the money rolls in his pockets to Yoda's green skin, rapping, Walk weird cause my pockets look like thick Yoda. He continues with a Skywalker routing round solar. Similar to the line, Passenger white boy look like River Phoenix, here Tyler names his passenger Skywalker as an Anakin Skywalker, the white-skinned character from Star Wars. Tyler continues this analogy, Anakin's skin Sprite and my tint cola. Sprite soda is clear or white, just like Anakin Skywalker's skin, while Tyler compares his own skin to cola, which is dark brown. Tyler leaves the Star Wars reference behind as he says, I'm getting neck from abroad like some big shoulders, till I bust like that nine in your heat holster. Getting neck is slang for oral sex, and while at first it seems Tyler cites a woman or broad who is performing this act, he clarifies that he means broad as in big or broad shoulders, which is more typical of a man's physique. As I Ain't Got Time concludes, Tyler caps off the song with more boasts before his ego field bar fest is suddenly interrupted. Listen, man, I'm that boy. All you little niggas clone boy, I feel that boy. You better kill that noise. Turn around and be Matt Root when they see that boy with them biggers and that gap tooth. Hey. As I Ain't Got Time concludes, Tyler positions himself as a giant, someone to be feared. He says, you better kill that noise, turn around and remap root, when they see that boy with them big ears and that gap tooth. The latter is of course a description of Tyler himself, and again we find Tyler addressing his critics, telling them to kill the noise or stop talking and go home. This is a fitting way to end a song that was entirely dedicated to arrogant, clever, big-headed boasts about Tyler's wealth, style, and inventiveness, as well as multiple jabs directed at his critics and followers. As we noted at the top of the episode, and just like its thematic counterpart, Who Dat Boy, we understand I Ain't Got Time to be a personification of the sports car Tyler's driving. It's a mask or shield against the vulnerability he feels within. And just like Who Dat Boy, Tyler's joyride doesn't last long. I Ain't Got Time ends with an abrupt stop, as Tyler is snapped out of his conceited fantasy by a phone call he receives. We hear Tyler's ringtone, and if you listen carefully, the sound of his vehicle's engine. We then hear Tyler say, what the fuck, as he likely looks at the caller ID. Tyler then answers the phone. 
Hello. Tyler picks up the phone and the song ends, a cliffhanger that leads directly into the album's next track, a track that immediately acknowledges this phone call. Titled 911 Mr. Lonely, this song is a direct narrative link to the end of I Ain't Got Time. It's unclear at this point who's calling Tyler and what this person wants, but we'll of course find out when we unpack 911 Mr. Lonely note by note, line by line, next time on Dissect. Dissect is written and produced by me. Original theme music by Bureaucratic. Song recreations by Andrew Atwood. Audio editing by Eric Bass and me. If you enjoyed Dissect, please help me spread the word by telling a friend, family member, or coworker about the show. Follow Dissect Pod Playlist on Spotify, where you can find music playlists curated by yours truly. Also, be sure to say hi at Dissect Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, and join our newsletter at dissectpodcast.com. Okay, thanks everyone. I'll talk to you next week.